In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. started at the very beginning of the semester of the fall, our adult discipleship class has been doing a series called Awakening, excuse me, Awakening from Our Spiritual Slumber. We've been utilizing the book Time and Despondency, which is a fantastic book, as a model for us. We didn't really teach from the book, but it was a wonderful model to show us some very important things in our spiritual life. And one is this, that our enemy is constantly constantly add us to create a despondency of the soul of the human person to give in to anything but the present moment with God. He fills us with distractions. He fills us with our addictions. He fills us with our cravings. And we crave anything but being in the moment with God. His greatest distraction is to remove us from time with God. We talked about a path back to regaining our time in the moments of fellowship with God. But make no mistake, we must recognize not only what our soul is doing in response to those, all of those different cunning ways our enemy tries to remove us from that moment. These are the things that we must discern. And today, we're going to look at precisely why your enemy, the enemy that seeks to destroy your soul, wants you out of the moment with God. It's because of what God has made time for us. What he's made time for us. Let me start by giving you a construct that's going to help us understand what God has done in the redemption of time for us. Christ our God's presence, we're told by the church, in the waters of the Jordan River. As he, baptized, excuse me, as he was baptized, redeemed the very waters he entered into. Separating those waters from being common waters to becoming waters set aside for his holy use and for all time for the benefit and salvation of man. And his presence in the waters made those waters that he created a means by which fallen mankind can go into those waters now blessed from his presence there. Can go into those waters and their fallenness can be put to death in the death of Christ. In those same waters, because Christ was present in the waters, those same waters can cause the resurrection of the human person into the resurrection of Christ and we become new. Because Christ was present in those waters through baptism. Jesus entering that river transformed those waters into something useful for the healing and the salvation of mankind. And you may be wondering, what in the world does this have to do with time? And I will tell you, it has everything to do with what God has done with time. Because what the presence of Christ did for the waters in the Jordan River for us. He has also, by his presence, done with time. And this is why St. Paul says, he teaches us today from his letter to the church of Ephesus in chapter 5, See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wives, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Today our Lord desires that we take on his perspective and his mind on time, how he sees time, how he created a new time that existed in paradise, what happened to time after the fall, 
and from and what God did in time from the incarnation even to this present moment as we're sitting here together. You see, in paradise, let's start there. There was most certainly time in paradise. Look at the creation story. God created the sun, the moon, the heavens, and the earth, and everything was spun into this perfect order, and there were days and there were nights, and God named them. The Word of God created them and named them. Time was in paradise. And it was in that time that God dwelled within that flow of time and had fellowship with Adam and Eve so that Adam and Eve as his children could grow to maturity, which is to grow from glory to glory in the likeness of the God who created them. In the context of paradise with the word of God present in time with Adam and Eve, they were able to experience him. Time was an effective gift because God was present with mankind within it. And because of God's presence in it, being in the fabric of time, it was through time and the presence of God with Adam and Eve that again they grew from glory to glory as they fellowshiped with God, which is precisely what they were created to enjoy and to become from the very beginning. But when the fall of man occurred, everything in creation fell to a lower state of existence. And I mean absolutely everything. I was just telling Father James in a conversation late this week. I am still blown over as growing into just how much fell at the fall of man. But also how much has been redeemed because of Christ. But everything fell. Everything cre in creation took a hit at the fall of man. And from the fall of man to the very incarnation of Christ... There was a negative impact on created time, time itself. Time could no longer be the fabric in which man could grow from glory to glory to become like the God who created mankind. Why? Because mankind had become separated within the confines of time from the God who would heal them. There was no unity. There was no union, you see. And this is why every soul... From the fall of man to the very incarnation and the finished work of Christ. This is why every soul that died from the fall to when Christ redeems all things. Every soul went to Hades. And Hades, not hell. Not the place of eternal, eternal torment and suffering. Not that place of e the sufferings of eternal separation from God. But Hades, nor did they go to paradise because Christ had not come and Christ had not fulfilled all things. And Christ had not gone the path of ascending into heaven to make the way for us to return to that paradise. Hades, rather simply that holding place of every soul from Adam and Eve. That's why we see in the resurrection icon when he breaks asunder the gates of hell. Who is he pulling out of, out of Hades, that holding tank? Adam and Eve. And all souls who received him when he went down to be with them. But time was fallen because humanity had no communion, no unity, and no union with God in the reality of the time in which they lived. But at the incarnation of Christ, time was raised up out of its fallenness again. And it would continue to be throughout his whole life from his conception 
forward. Just as Christ's presence in the waters of the Jordan River redeemed those waters, took them from fallen and common existence to that of his holy use, Jesus' presence in time from the incarnation forward even to this very moment has changed the very nature of time to be what it was to be from the very beginning. The entrance of God into time means that the passing of our moments, our hours, our days, our years no longer brings just continuous diminishment of the human existence and decay to our lives. Time has become a renewed gift now to all mankind. A gift through which we might be healed, that we might be transformed and saved because Christ our God has made himself present with us in time out of his great love for us. So that we might encounter him in the ongoing moments of our day one by one and be healed by him and by his presence throughout the course of our life in this time that we might grow to truly know him more and more without an end to it. You're starting to see how time's been redeemed, how time has been brought back to just as it was in the garden where man can exist in the same communion with God and be transformed from glory to glory again and again without in growing in the likeness of God. That is, that in the flow of time, all of those moments, hours, and days now become an ascension of the human person, not a degradation. An ascension of the human person. To be what we were always created to be just as in the garden like our God. How is this possible? Because the word of God entered into fallenness of time. Bearing the fullness of God. And time itself has now been redeemed for us. As a gift to us as paradise was a gift to Adam and Eve. God sharing himself in the order that he had created so that man could receive him. And you hear me say so very often that any relationship, we all know this, any relationship is completely dependent on two individuals moving toward and offering themselves to one another. A no relationship can exist with a one-way street. It must be two coming together. <clears throat> Christ our God is in the moments. He is present in each and every one of those incredibly brief moments of our life. And what is he doing? What is his posture towards us always? His posture is always moving towards us. His posture is always in the moments of our life. One of self-offering. He's always offering himself to us without ceasing, without end. Our salvation is relational. St. Paul is teaching this to us today. He's teaching us our part in this relationship as designed by the one who created us. When he says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. That phrase, when St. Paul says, walk circumspectly, what an incredible word the apostle is using here. It means to live in the moments of our lives very deliberately. Very intentionally, very carefully, not as fools who waste time, this redeemed time, not as fools who waste time and kill time and numb themselves to the experience of God in time through their passions, through addictions and through all the blessed distractions that constantly come our way. 
but to live with this Christian understanding of time, Christ's view of time that he's sharing with us today. Making use of the moments filled with Christ in such a way that we walk away from those moments with healing that has occurred in our lives and a greater experience that's granted us where we can walk away saying, God, I know you. I know you from that very moment and that experience that I just had with you. Listen to what the same blessed apostle teaches us as he wrote in his second letter to the church of Corinth in chapter 6. We then as workers together with Christ also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For Christ says, in an acceptable time I have heard you. In the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time, St. Paul says. Now is the day of your salvation. Listen, you need to hear what the Apostle is saying. The Christian, all of us, you and I, we must live today and today alone as if it is the day of our salvation in this time that God has redeemed for the sharing of himself with us. If Christ entered time that we might have the opportunity to be redeemed and saved by him, then we must embrace fellowship with him, fellowship with God in time. Time filled with Christ our God and let him do what he came to do and that save us and to redeem us. That's what it is to redeem time. To enter into God's understanding of time. To make every moment of our time an offering of ourselves as he's making an offering of himself to us. That construct is present every time we do mass. And here we offer ourselves and we know Christ offers himself and we go out those doors to live in that manner. With a constant offering as he's offering to us. <clears throat> Let time be what Christ redeemed it to be. A healing experience of him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.